Welcome to Nine Bob Note with Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Hi, everybody. This is Nine Bob Note. I'm Paul Isles Rush. I'm Ken Moss. I'm Simon Exton. And I'm Alan Fogg. Welcome they're, aboard, guys. They're back. They've crept in. Um, Through the back hi, door. Hi, Simon and Alan. And behave oh, yes. it starts it starts simon and alan as uh, as you're the the guest it's it's over to you to uh, pick the topic of conversation what have you got for us boys well now there's a question celebration of pride in the nhs it's a celebration of the lgbt staff and patients of the nhs and they sent me a PowerPoint thing that is so covered in rainbows, it kind of looks like a leprechaun threw up over it. Mm. The rainbows that they nicked. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's stolen what rainbows. <laughs> and I don't really know what to think about it, to be honest. And it's unusual for me not to have an opinion on things. I'm going to mark this as a red letter day. <laughs> I, I've never known Rainbow letter day, please. <laughs> I mean, on the one hand, I quite like people taking pride in the, the thing that I work for. I'm quite proud of it myself. But it just seems another... This is a successful gay thing that we are going to nick. See also the flag. Is there a, an NHS, like LGBT society, if you will? Um, well, the, the problem is that there's no real one thing that's mm. the NHS. It, it's broken down into individual trusts that are pretty much separate entities. So they, there is an um, LGBTQ group at the trust I used to work for, so the, the big main one, one in Stoke that I'm still associated with, but there isn't one at the little trust that I work for at the moment. They do have a podcast, though. Uh, yes, I, I have uh, tuned into their podcast to see what all the fuss is about, and um, yeah, quite it needs a little work. <laughs> It's almost as if they've got some other things to be doing with their time. I can prescribe a course of um, professionalism. Anyway, so <laughs> let's move on to uh, to discuss the. Uh, I, I feel underqualified to discuss this. I, I, I need the gays to chip in and give me something to feed on here because it's. <laughs> oh, for heaven's sake, he's back! <laughs> can I, there's a, there's a definite fog snigger. <laughs> <laughs> And I sent you the, uh, the PowerPoint about this, didn't I? Yeah, you did. So so what do you think? Me personally, I, I think it's laudable. It's just a little bit worthy. And uh, I'm not entirely sure. It, it's almost as if lesbians and gays in the NHS are, are sort of a new thing um, that's never been addressed before. And you, you've all been this repressed minority. I having never worked in the NHS, I don't know how true that is. Um <laughs> I mean, I've worked in the NHS for a lot of years, and it's not something I have ever found anywhere that I've worked. Pride. I was going to say they've sent it out a bit late after Pride. Is it an afterthought? No, th this month is Pride Month. Oh, I thought it was previous month. Or oh. is it just a rolling thing now? No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> the previous Pride was cancelled because of the little pandemic thing that we've got going on. Oh, yes. You may have heard of it. So it's being uh, redone in London. It's this Saturday, isn't it? It's the 11th. Yes, it is. Yeah, London Pride. A splendid day. Um, I thought it was a previous month. Well, I can tell you what, Virgin Media, they have a designated team site for uh, LGBTQ. I can never pronounce it correctly, but basically they have a de designated team site. We have a monthly get-together and uh, coffee in the Natter. We get loads of merchandise posted out to us. I've got T-shirts and various other camp things that some of them were retained and some of them went to your work. 
<laughs> it's a general get together and you know, like-minded people and a bit of double entendre banter in our work because they're quite liberal from that view. Do I think more of the organisation because they do it? I think it helps keep the awareness there, particularly at the moment with the pronouns thing that we talked about before. We actually had somebody on there who was following the pronouns and was referred to as they, and it was good to have that sort of understanding. So, yeah, I personally, from a corporate world, yeah, go with it. I think possibly part of it is I don't really know who this is aimed at. So if, it, if it's aimed <laughs> purely at the LGBTQ workers of the NHS, then that's fine. But I, I don't think it is. I think they're aiming for a wider audience. So we can get involved as outsiders. Yeah, I think so. I've only actually read the PowerPoint once and then forwarded it on. <laughs> it read to me as, as if it had been written by somebody who wasn't actually gay. It was... Um, <laughs> It was sort of, now we, we've got these LGBTQ people and they're going to come out and play with us for a while and be nice to them. <laughs> now, whether, again, I'm viewing this through a different prism to you guys. Um, it was almost as if you were this new breed of people that, uh, again, unless I'm, I'm just being really disingenuous here, it, it just seemed to be trying a little bit too hard to, uh, to be, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's, it's, I think anything that, any event like this, it's got to be a, a good thing. But I agree with you that it comes across that it was written for a non-LGBTQ audience to sort of join in and show support and allyship and all that sort of thing. The bloke behind it is a bloke called Michael, oh, what's his name? McIntyre. Michael Barry. Brady, who is very gay. He was the first government advisor on LGBT issues. I think he's a very political proponent of Dr. Michael Brady as opposed to <laughs> anything else. But And the, the way he's involved himself in politics is as LGBTQ liaison to the NHS. You've never mentioned it. Have you ever found in your entire career any sort of problem with being a gay man? In the NHS? Yeah. No. I didn't think so, no. What do they do where you work, Paul? What happens? We have a national organisation called, called PRISM. Uh, and oops, <laughs> yeah, but uh, and very similar to what you said, Alan. We have get-togethers and things like that. We we recently be, between June and August we had a, a three-month Pride season, which was generally just an excuse to uh, to avoid work. We the, we where we had four events a week for three months, which I think tells you more about our workload than, than anything else. <laughs> but it was a mixture of events. We had things where we were we were trying to raise awareness. So there was a guy on my team who is HIV positive. He did a, a presentation about about that and about how, you know, acceptance and coming out as HIV positive. And but there were but then we had a, a few like a film club one and things like that. Uh, and it was just a chance for people to to dial in, and but it was open to gays and non-gays as well. Um, <laughs> oh, did you allow us in? <laughs> you were allowed in, champions, yes, as long as you stayed on yes. mute. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Alan? How's your workplace in in those terms? Pretty much as described. It's really quite open and out there to put it blunt in terms of you know the various events and some very senior directors championing the i to say the cause is probably a bit extreme they don't deem it as that more just the awareness so they are very supportive and it's the first organization where i'm sort of you know joining into a group like that because there is no prejudice because of it 
That's really good. My our big big boss, a guy called Jim Harrah, is a a gay man, and he is really you know into champion championing it. I also think he's the civil service diversity champion as well, which is always good to have a, a middle aged white man in such a in such a role. <laughs> um, oh. But <laughs> I think it's getting better where we work as well. We 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 all wear rainbow lanyards. Mm-hmm so that people know who the gays are and so for target practice I assume. <laughs> I don't know. Do the straights get those lanyards as well then? They they can if they want, although they've just rebranded them. So now they have one with a letter A on to show that they're not gay, they just support us. They're an ally. They're an ally, yeah. Oh. Previously, we all had the same. That's one, odd. Now we've been segregated. Isn't this going? That's really quite old school. That I would have thought it, it is. And there was a vote. There was a vote about it, and I, I voted against it. I was like, "Why do we need to do this?" But isn't that flying directly in the face of everything that you were saying about pronouns, about not singling people out? Yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> Clinging onto this as I am by my fingernails. Yeah, that, that sounds a very strange thing to do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in, I, I live in East Lancashire. And we don't have gays. They, they are, no. They've been eradicated as a species in, in the whole of this sector of the county. So the room is clean. Yeah. Yes. We don't need to worry about these things. <laughs> and all, all of our lanyards across our entire trust are, are rainbow. But you have a special rainbow flag and also your NHS politician leader. <laughs> um, Love helping, don't you? Um, I do. He shouldn't have. But it's now just regarded as an NHS symbol. Mm. It's not regarded as the LGBTQ flag. It hasn't got the black or brown streak, whichever colour has been added to it. Because people don't really know about that, do they? Well, they not. clearly I don't know. I can't remember what colour was added to it. Wasn't it brown? Black There's and a black, brown. A brown, a blue, a pink and a white as to the chevrons. Yeah. Uh, I last time we discussed this I didn't particularly think that the rainbow was a, an NHS thing. In the intervening time it's become hideously apparent that <laughs> that is now what the majority of the public see it as. So uh it must be very frustrating for all the gays. Um, yes, and now the NHS are trying to steal pride as well. <laughs> well, we've had, um, as will be in a tonic screwdriver, we've had the, the Jinbo <laughs> gay pride NHS gin. doesn't say anything about gay. It is all about, it, it's all about the rainbow flag for the NHS. Simon, it's the gayest thing I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> it's, it's turquoise, for God's sake. And, uh, More gay than Simon. <laughs> Simon dials up and down the gay when it suits. Oh, he does, yeah. Rocky <laughs> Horror Picture Show, you don't camp anybody. How rude. And that is the point of it. <laughs> so, drilling this right down, it's time to decide feather or not, this is an issue. And Simon, since you brought this up, do you want to, uh, do you want to give us your appraisal? You see, the problem is that I still don't know what it's really intended to achieve, um, and who it's intended to appeal to. And because that's really not clear, I can't see it as particularly important. So it, I, I think it's a one. Gosh. Because I don't, really un- I don't really understand what it's all about. And I work for the NHS. So for me, I'll go three mid-road. I'm assuming we're scoring out of five. Out of five, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's mid-road. It's one for awareness, but it's not going to shake the whole of the NHS up and change a lot of people's lives. 
I'm going to give it a two um, because I don't think it's a, an inherently bad thing. I think it's a bit of a misfire in what it's attempting to do. From what I could see from the the PowerPoint presentation and the, the email, it, it seems a little bit sort of nebulous in what it's <laughs> actually trying to achieve. And I don't think it's really going to ripple out beyond a handful of people within the NHS that actually read it and take note of the thing. So, Paul? Yeah, I'd, I'd agree too. It's I suppose it's a nice idea if, if you can actually find out what the idea was. <laughs> It'd be a nice idea, um, quite badly executed, uh, and and it does seem a little bit like, well, we've already, yeah we've stolen the rainbow, and so we're going to steal pride as well. What next? What has been sort of used because the the protest ribbons, which were a very visible AIDS awareness thing, there is now a a protest ribbon for every damn thing you can think of. And I don't think it's a bad thing to raise awareness for cancer. I mean, cancer is the one I wear on my lanyard, but... Um, well, there's a forget-me-not for Alzheimer's and that sort of thing. But, um, but the, right, Well, the, that's the point that I'm, I'm mm. coming on to. If, you, if you're going to try and raise awareness for something, then come out with a, a memorable symbol mm. that does that. And the Alzheimer's forget-me-not is a perfect example mm. of that. Mm. It's quite lazy marketing to just think, oh, there's, there's this great thing that the uh, the AIDS people have. We'll just slap a different color on it, and, <laughs> and that can be ours. <laughs> try try to work out what each individual support ribbon actually supports, and you've got the, with the with the cancer ones. There's a there's a pink, and there's a lavender, and there's a there's a lilac, all of which mean different things. And it's like back in the day trying to work out the hanky code and what the hell is duck's egg, duck egg blue. <laughs> Start to turn on the TV and see Screening Queens. Simon, it's your choice this week. What are we watching? <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. Are there no gay doctors? Flying hello? doctors. Hello, hello. Um, <laughs> the screen gay doctors. There's got to be one. Oh, Actually, not that we've actually watched, because we don't tend to watch television. We've just watched DVDs. Oh, he's found one. Oh. I know what we're going to go with in thinking about gay doctors. Strictly Come Dancing and Dr. <laughs> Range. <laughs> nice. Whole new who area of ignorance. You know who Dr. Range is? Not a clue. Is he a judge? No, he, he was a contestant. He's a teacher. No, that was doctor. Judge Grinder. Um, <laughs> oh, he was on that as well. He, he was, yes. Um, no, Dr. Range, he's a... He's either an A&E consultant or a consultant paediatrician in London, but he's, he's all over the, the telly, does Good Morning Britain and all those sort of things. He's, he's one of their bring on a photogenic doctor when they, they need somebody to talk about who actually knows what he's talking about. I mean, it used to be Christian Jasson before they realised that he actually had no clue. Um, <laughs> Is he the one with the lopsided face yeah. on Embarrassing Bodies? Yes. And actually, Embarrassing Bodies is quite fun to watch if you actually know the medicine because the the live things that he did he always had his two assistants there was dawn and pixie and they'd be in the background <laughs> and he'd start answering a question and every so often he'd suddenly shut up and let one of the others answer and when they come out with their answer it's actually exactly the opposite of what he'd started <laughs> saying um because he, I mean, he's a doctor, he's a, he's a qualified doctor, and he did the minimum amount, amount of time possible to get um, a full registration license before he came out of hospital medicine. So he's fair play to him for that, got um, all the way through medical school, which is 
no easy thing to do. But he had he doesn't really have any specialist knowledge, and he, he's kind of fallen off the radar because he, he made the mistake of um, trying to argue with Arlene Arlene, Arlene Foster. Foster. Yeah. Oh, the Irish. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, not the court. Strictly Come Dancing <clears throat> George. <laughs> um, for, for defamation. And I, I think he ended up having to pay her about Hundred forty-five thousand. Yeah, it was a, a massive. He said he said she had an affair, which she had. <laughs> Somebody had an affair with Arlene Foster. <laughs> I think that's why the judge didn't believe. <laughs> you heard it here second. So yeah, strictly come dancing, uh, and particularly with Doctor Range, and he he was very very entertaining on it. He wasn't he wasn't the best dancer on there. He wasn't in any way the worst. He was absolutely the most enthusiastic. Mm. He threw himself into it, heart, soul, and sequins. Well, food for thought there, Indeed. so bon appetit. And on that note, we will we'll wrap it up. Thank you, Simon and Alan, for joining us. Uh, and I'm sure, I'm sure it won't be the last Good time. Good catch up. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll see you next week. Bye now. Bye. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye. <laughs> Nine Bob Note featured Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Title music was by Mark Scheiman, and the programme was produced by Maverick Productions. For more information, please visit maverickproductionsuk.blogspot.com or find us on social media.